yo yo what is going on everybody and welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast i'm your host serge vicente and i told you guys man we're, we're bringing the heat for you guys each and every week so my guest today is a ufc pioneer he's a coach he's a philosopher he's a tv personality He's a thespian even. Whatever you do, though, don't call him Thug Jitsu. Let's just keep it at that, okay? That's not the man. We're bringing on the show today, Din Thomas. Uh, what's up, brother? Man, what's up, man? You know, I'm a lot of things, but I am not Thug Jitsu. That is true. That's yo, true. Yo, Eve Edwards is not, like I said, Eve is a cool dude, man. Hey, why do they keep saying all those black dudes look alike, man? It's not I right. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, man. Like, but me and Eve been getting it. We've been getting it for 20 years. You know, 20 <laughs> years we've been getting it. It just came back out now because Khabib did it. You know, Khabib right. confused us. So like now it's, it's, it's hot again. Oh, uh, bro. Uh, we we saw the Dana White looking for a fight when Khabib did that. And I can't lie, bro. It, it tickled me, man. I, I looked at it. I was like, come on, Khabib. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh man, I it's kind of embarrassing, man. Like, not only did like he confuse me for Eve, but like. You know, like he just didn't even know who I was. You know, like he's like, he's like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "I told him." He's like, "You fought," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you you look at him like like Khabib. I, I was working cats at 55 before you, bro. Come yeah, on, man. Like, <laughs> but, and like the and what made it worse is like he knew like all the guys on that amateur show, and like that night was an amateur show, but that UAE you know cage uh, warrior show. Like he knew yeah, all yeah. those guys. So like, you and he was like, "Yeah, man, I follow the sport." But he ain't know me, and I was like, man, <laughs> I got to like, step my game up. Hey, I, got, I got to do something that, different. I was like, dude, I'm on Dana White looking for a fight. What do you mean you don't know me? Yeah. <laughs> I got to do something different. <laughs> Wait, well, it is all good, my brother. Well, look, man, I want to start there, actually. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because, bro, you have been active. All right? You, you, you're you doing movies, shows, um you're killing it with looking for a fight, but bro, you were you you were in Dubai. You were out there in Fight Island, brother. What was that experience like, man? What is it like out there in actual Fight Island? It's it's different, man. Every time I go, it's different. You know, the first time we went last year when mm-hmm. Habib fought Dustin, mm-hmm. you know, it was wide open. So like we had full range of everything right. on on Yaz Island. And then when I went in July, or actually mm-hmm. I missed, I didn't go in July. I actually had COVID in right. July. So I spent oh, two I weeks. I forgot about I, that. Yeah, I spent two weeks in the, in the hotel in Vegas, quarantine. But I went in September. And so in September, the Fight Island was, mm-hmm. you could leave the hotel. It was like a, a small area. It had like a beach and yeah. three hotels. You can kind of, and a basketball court you kind of travel to. That's dope. But this time they had it really locked down. You know, they just, they really locked everybody down. And it was just, once you got into the hotel, you couldn't leave. You know, you were, you were isolated to the hotel. I mean, they did the best they could to try to have like entertainment in the hotel and yeah. in, in its own way. But I mean, man, y'all might, might as well have been on a cruise ship. That's what that sounds yeah, like. It was like. It was like being on a cruise <laughs> ship. But, and I'm blessed though. Like even, even with that, I'm still blessed because like filming with Dana, like I got, I was able to leave a couple times, so I got to right. go out a couple times, and like, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just blessed to be in the position I am, man. Like, you know, I know a lot of people want that, want that spot, and like, I don't yeah. know how I got it. I'm, I'm just taking advantage of it. 
well, fam, you're good at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm not just saying it to say it, bro. Like, it is, you are the highlight of that show to me. You and Matt Sarah together are just comedy gold, fam. Yeah. Like, we don't even need Dana for the show. Like, yeah. just bring him on when it's time for, like, the fights to start. You know, he can, yeah. he can come at, hey, guys, you know, I'm picking this guy. You know, bring yeah. him, just let you and Matt run around town and kick it. Yeah, that, that <laughs> like, would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. <laughs> dude, it's great, man. Well, look, you you were at the fights this weekend. Um, What is the energy like? And, yes, it was only 2,000 people, but, you, dude, the energy was thick. Watching that fight this weekend, man. How, how was it for that McGregor Poirier card, man? And and I want to get into it, but how was that feeling getting into that this week? Man, it was exciting. I mean, it really was. Like it was, it was exciting, man. Like just something about like when Connor fights, man, he brings an energy with him, and he like he brings he brings a lot to the table. I mean, he makes a lot of money, but he he's earned that. You know, what I mean, it's not like he didn't he didn't earn it. Like he puts. He brings a lot of energy, a lot of attention to everything that he does. And that fight, man, not only from a sense of like, it's exciting to watch him fight and to be and to experience a Conor McGregor fight, but the idea of like, you didn't know what was going to happen, you know, like, right. Just you like, and then the fact, and the fashion that it did happen was like surprising, like Dustin knocking him out in a second. Like we, we, it was all like exciting because like, first off, like just the idea the the, the, the allure of Conor McGregor and then like Dustin right. Poirier getting a rematch and he he's ready and like we're I'm just excited to see what was going to happen and then Dustin knocks him out and it's like oh my god and then even Dude, prior I, to that Michael yeah. Chandler coming to the UFC like it's just like it was a really big night man for, mm-hmm. for the UFC. Dude what, what's up with you South Florida boys man look like South Florida had a day. <laughs> yeah yeah man you know, South Florida we, we did our thing man Man, well, look, you, you, like I said, you've worked with Dustin, you've been down there, ATT, and I, and I want to talk about, you know, the firm in a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, but seeing his development, and one thing I want to talk about Dustin, because I feel like everyone is saying what, what, what went wrong with Connor? I, I, to me, what went wrong with Connor is Dustin Poirier hitting him in the mouth. That's what I think what went wrong with Connor that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what is your opinion on the fight? And do you think people are still not giving Dustin his due? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, like I said, Connor brings all that to the table. Yeah. So we, so we want Connor to be good. So when he's not good, we have to make an excuse for what happens. Right. Right. And what happened to him was that he's human and he hasn't been competing. And this game moves so fast that if you're not competing, it moves without you. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. It moved without him. So, you know, you know, him, him, like he never was able to really deal with leg kicks. No. Somebody no, figured that was. out. Somebody mm-hmm. figured that out. You know, we, you got, you got in there with a leg kicker or somebody who could kick his legs and moved without him. The game moved without him. That's really what happened. Did you see, because one thing I was noticing with that fight is that it seemed like kind of like when he couldn't get Dustin out of there. When he took that shot and he couldn't get him out of it, it seemed like it might have deterred him a little bit. Did you see that, or does it just seem like it is what it is? It's just it's part of the game. No, that's what happens, and that happens to him a lot. It really does. It happened like when you saw him mm-hmm. when he clocked Nate Diaz and couldn't get him out of there. He had problems. Yeah, you know when he hits somebody and he can't get it, and that's what happens with front runners. Well, front runners have a tendency to be like that. Like they need 
something to reassure how great they are. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking away from Connor's greatness. He's a great fighter, but they need that reassurance to know how great they are. Like they need to be able to hit somebody and and do damage, but when they don't do the damage, they're like, oh no, right. now what? And that's what happened. Right. Is that he didn't he and when because you know when he hit Dustin in the first fight, Dustin went down. And now he hit him this One time. Shot. Yeah. And this time he hit him and Dustin's like, and Dustin's talking trash to him. You know, Pointing Dustin told me pointing <laughs> at him, countering him. That hasn't that had an effect on him. I mean, it's kind of the, it's the same thing really what happened with Greg Hardy a couple weeks ago. You know, he's yeah, he's yeah. beating up on uh Mar Marcin Tabura and, mm -hmm. and that dude's like still walking forward. And Greg's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Dude, yo, Ty Bora's a, a, a zombie. I, I yeah. couldn't believe some of the shots yeah. he took in that first round. I was over there like, God, Greg's killing this dude. This is going to be an easy night. And then dude kept coming, and Greg panicked. And he, and he yeah. gets, got tired. You know, that's what happens. When you're not prepared for that, you get tired. Yeah, and and Greg and and one thing I'll notice about I will say about Greg is that his game has developed a lot yeah, in the yeah. last year. Because if you told me watching him a year ago and watching him even in that first round, that's a totally different dude. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. definitely he his striking looks good. And I mean, dude, it's just you know it. It's just time in the cage in the game feeling that I'm sure he'll be back just fine, man. But uh, I want to talk to you about bro. What, what's what's the firm, man? What more can we see from the squad, man? I, I see you out there doing your thing. Y'all got rev gear. Y'all doing your, you know, you, you got shorty out there, you know. Um, it seems like you have a lot of fun. What is going on with the firm? What is the firm and what what do you, what does the team look like they're doing? I mean, we just, I mean, we're just dedicated to our craft, man. And that's it. And I, I kind of want to be like, if there, I want to be like MMA's version of, Donaher, what John, what John Donaher did for jujitsu with the death squad, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you know, he's got the Gordon Ryan and Gary Toner, and then like, and those guys representing strongly, and and that's kind of oh. what I want for MMA in the terms of like just a small group of killers, just mm -hmm. a small group, and we doing our thing. I mean, it's not gonna it's not gonna be easy. It's not gonna be an overnight process. We gotta take our lumps, right. but um, but that's what I want, and yeah. you know, and as long as Shorty and Shorty and Jillian, and I got another dude, David Evans, be coming through, and Keith Speed coming through. So, like, as long as they stay dedicated and we keep learning and keep getting better, like, that's the key, is that we, we're just mm -hmm. going to keep growing and just keep right. getting better. And so, and that's what we, that's what I want. I don't want a big team. I just want a small group of guys to just mm -hmm. kill. I love that, because I was going to ask you about that, because it, it's funny when you think, you, you've seen, you've been in the big teams, and then you're seeing certain fighters it, it, boxing has done this in the past, but when they start having those smaller teams, it's it, what do you feel like there's a benefit from for both? Because people have like an iron sharp design over here, and there's more like one on one attention on this side. Is there a better, worse? It's not. It's all of, it's all about what you need. You know, it's like build. It's like building a like making a cake. You know, it's like you could put chocolate. You could put strawberries you could put you know more sugar less sugar it's all about what you need and what you desire and everybody's a little different so like oh, hold on for one second my brother we 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 lost your uh your audio for some reason Give you there one second can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you you hear me one give me one moment uh oh no Let's try one more time. Let's see. 
settings. Sorry about that, guys. We'll get it going. Uh, all of a sudden, our audio started acting real funky. Give me two seconds. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Let's see. Sorry about that, brother. No, no. There you go. Bomb. There he is. He's back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I was just saying in terms of like big teams, small groups, like it's all a matter of what you need at the time. And it's always it's it could be different. And everybody's different. Some people need more partners or need bodies to work with. Some people need more private attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But the thing that I'm doing now with with my group is I'm giving them private attention. Then I'm taking them to bodies. I mean, it's not convenient. Ah. It's not it's not convenient. But one thing I learned about this game, and I was just thinking about this the other day, is that mm-hmm. when training becomes convenient, that's when people lose their edge. Right? So, like, well, it, it's funny you say that. You got some people flying to Portugal, kicking it in yachts. Yeah. He's sleeping in silk sheets. It seems yeah. like it might not be the way to go. Exactly. It's not. And when it becomes convenient, that's when you lose your edge. And so, like, even me, like, when I put it at my house, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. But that, but then I said, you know what? It's convenient here, but we're going to have to travel. We're going to have to make it inconvenient so that we can appreciate what we're getting and work when we get there. Because when it becomes convenient, it's easy. And their growth stops. Back. And this game requires constant growth. Because mm-hmm. if you're not getting better and you're just training hard, but you're just standing in the same place, everybody else is getting better. Yeah. And you can't be the same fighter you were last year. You have to it, always I think be getting... MMA evolves faster than any other sport, man. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. With, without a doubt, man. MMA evolves faster than any other sport that I can think of. It's nuts, man. Well, look, I, I want to talk about this. So what what what's what this 2020, man? What should we expect from the firm? In 2021? 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah. Um I feel like it's just a, a continuation of this past year, yeah. bro. It's just <laughs> It's just, it's, it's just coming. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. No, in 2021, um, I'm hoping to just just stay on track, man. I, I mean, just really separate myself from everybody else in terms of like being out there. Like as you said earlier, like I'm just trying to do a lot. And, you know, I, I'm kind of I have to. I'm going to get on everybody's nerves because everywhere you look, you're going to see my face. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. But the thing is, I'm trying to reach people. And I'm not doing it necessarily for my benefit, but I'm trying to help other people because I don't think I'm that great in anything that I do. But if I can inspire somebody who if I can inspire somebody who's better than me to do something great, then that's what I want to do. You know, I, I look at my son all the time and I'm like, he's so much better than me. He's so much more charismatic. He's so much more charming. He's a better athlete than I am. If I can inspire him to be great, then that, then I've done my job. So and that's what I'm just trying to do. If I can inspire others to be great, then I've done my job. And the only way to inspire is to lead by example. I love it, man. I love it. Well, you you continue to do that. And um, and it's really dope to see again, especially you and I. Have, actually, this week is my three year anniversary of the show. And, and you were one of my first ever on the show. Thank you. Congratulations. Sir. You keep plug. We keep plugging away. Man, I'm trying to be out there with you guys and, and looking for a fight, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and you could, but you do keep growing, you keep doing stuff. I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this upcoming year. I think the UFC killed it 
last year in terms of the what we saw, the performances that we saw. The athletes all showed up, which is incredible. This year, what are we going to see? Like, what big matchups are you most looking forward to? I'm the most. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing John Jones at heavyweight. Yeah, that's. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does at heavyweight, and like, like maybe John Jones. You know, either Francis or John Jones, Stipe. Like, I'm. That's what I'm looking forward to the most because I think John Jones also brings a lot to the table, and. And to see him fighting a different group of guys is going to be exciting, you know. And I think a Absolutely. match with Stipe is good because, like, Stipe presents different challenges than he's used to. And I think a match with Ngano is interesting because he poses a different challenge than what John is used to. So, My yeah, man's got that equalizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the great equalizer for sure. So, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I think I'm most excited to see what John Jones does at heavyweight. Absolutely. You know, it's funny you say that. And I was thinking, I was talking about John with a couple of buddies of mine recently. And one thing about him is that his wrestling hasn't been as dominant over the last few years. And, and I don't know, it seems like after he broke his toe against Chael Sonnen, he, he can't control the guys on the ground in the manner that he used to. People just pop right back up on him. So with somebody as big as Francis, if he can't take him down, that fight really intrigues me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because that means you got to stand with that big gorilla, and, and you know, yeah. and, and I and I mean gorilla in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, you know, he's, he, you know, he's his technique is like is a little off, but that makes him dangerous. Dude, that makes him even dude, that, more dangerous. That fight with him and Rosenstruck. Rosenstruck is yeah. by far a better technical striker. Yeah. But you just can't see them shots coming from those weird angles at that weird speed. It's like. Uh, Dude, it's nuts, man. So that that uppercut that he caught Overeem with was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, I mean, the guy. It's insane. The guys. The guys on a different level in terms of like his power and his and his the danger factor. Oh man, well, let me ask you this. Double back real quick to the the Poirier fight and everything. Is Dustin Poirier the second greatest lightweight of all time? Uh oh, froze up for a second, my brother. Guys, this one isn't this one isn't on my end. Hold on, let's figure this out. We get them on, we get them back. Let's see, one second. So we're gonna get Dan Thomas right back on his uh, his feed. Froze for a second, but we're gonna get him right back on. Oh, uh, there he is. There he is. There oh, we, we go, back. Man. There oh, we go. There that, we go. Yeah, Bro, technology, sure. man. I swear, as much as as great as it is, I swear it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's me too, man. I'm like sitting here, like, man, what happened? Uh, man, is <laughs> Dustin Poirier the second greatest lightweight of all time? No. No. So. No, I don't think so. Who? So, so for you, man. I mean, because okay, do you do you agree with Khabib being the greatest lightweight of all time? I'll say. I'll say that. I'll say Khabib. Okay. I'll say Khabib was right, but I'm gonna say this, and this is weird, man. And and just because I'm an old school guy, but I think that, I think that BJ Penn is the second greatest Ooh. lightweight of all time. I, you know what's funny about the BJ Penn one, man? Because BJ was one of my favorite fighters of all time. You know, and I and I feel like him continually coming back 
made people forgot how dope he was. That's what it is, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it, yeah. It's it's all relative. In his prime. Yeah. yeah it's in his just, prime though. It's relative, right? It's all relative. Mm-hmm. So think of it, the relativity of it. Like when you look at BJ's resume, the dudes that he beat up, they weren't even, those fights weren't even close. Sure. Like Kenny Florian's fight. Stevenson. And like those were the top guys. And they weren't even close. Like Dustin's winning these fights. But they're close. They're good fights. They're wars. (laughs) Like, BJ might even be the best lightweight of all time. But, you know, like you said, he came coming back, killed his his aura. Yeah. yeah. So you got to give it to Khabib. But then you you got to go second. I got to go BJ. Because you really cannot take away. Dude, being the, the youngest American to get a black belt and win, the way he won every, like, that that's incredible. So I, I hear you got to give him his props, and, and I think all of us are a little bit of a how do you call it? Um, uh, re- recency bias. So yeah, I can recency see bias. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all Dustin's right, up there. Don't get me wrong, Dustin's up there. But if you dude, were his resume you is were, crazy. Yeah, but if you were back in our era and you knew how good BJ was, you wouldn't be saying that. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, man, you're right. BJ was shit. He was he was killing people. Killing him, killing him. Do you you forget BJ Penn went up and fought Leota Machida at heavyweight? Yes, that's what <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. He ran out of options and went up and wait and fought Leota Machida. Dude, he looked like a meatball and he was throwing bombs. Yeah, <laughs> and then he beat Matt Hughes for the belt. Come on, Knocked man. Him out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. You you really forget about those. And here's the thing, he he those first couple rounds with George. The first time he fought were were scary for George. Yeah, man, for sure. But yeah, that's so you know, right. so yeah, people just they forget how good he was, man. I think, it, or they just they, they weren't fans back then. You know, they they didn't respect the game back then. So, well, well, speaking of people not respecting the game, Jake Paul is about to fight your boy. <laughs> Jake Paul <laughs> is about to fight your boy Ben Askren. I don't even want to talk about this, but I feel remiss to have to bring it up because of your guys' relationship, bruh. What do we got to do to make sure Ben wins? I can't, I can't take that loss, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't know. Like, like if Ben's gonna have to like really like kind of dirty box him and make him tired, which is very possible. Like Ben can do. Like Ben, I remember sparring with Ben, and he used to just make me tired, man. Cause he, he would he could take a good punch despite getting knocked out by George. He could take a pretty decent punch, but he can he makes you really tired because he just like lays on you and he's really awkward and weird. He's gonna have to make old boy tired, which is possible. It's possible because you know that I don't think that kid has cardio like that. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, you know, I think he's used to getting people up out of there. Like I'm curious to see him if he has to go three, four, five, six. You know, because I think we we would all agree. I mean, and here's the thing. It's interesting about Ben. People are disrespecting Ben and not understanding the type of athlete that he once was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, dude is a monster, but I'm scared for him. I'm not going to stunt. <laughs> it's a t- man, it's a tough for Ben because Ben's not a boxer. You know, but he's a fighter. So he's going to have to he's going to have to find a way to make this a fight that he can win. 
And that's close. Mm-hmm. Make old boy tired. And then once he's tired, maybe Ben could get him to quit. You know, like that's, he'd just be like, all right, man, I'm done. You know, I'm maybe done. something like that, you know? But like Ben's going to really have to like tie him up and rough him up. It's going to have to be a fight like that. Because he's not going to win a like, you jab, I jab, you right hand. It's not going to, Ben can't win that type of fight. Nah, nah, you're right. You're right. No, absolutely right, man. I, I, I hate, hate to say I'm looking forward to it, but it's like I'm looking forward to it like you see in like a two a car accident. You're like, oh, I don't want to watch, but I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, it's a track, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a car accident for sure, man. Like, it, it, I got to watch it, but I, I'm scared, man, because, you know, all of MMA is kind of riding on this, man. Like, it's it's crazy because, like, they're going to associate Ben with being an MMA guy, MMA striker. But it's like, dude, he could have picked anybody. Yo, hey. Romero was free. <laughs> Yo, Yoel no. called him out. And yeah, that dude was Yoel quiet Romero. when it came to Yoel. Yeah. Anthony Pettis is free. You know what I'm saying? Get one of these guys. <laughs> Amanda Nunes is free. Yeah, get, get, somebody, <laughs> get somebody else. Don't take Ben Askren. Straight up, yeah. But you know, we you know what you know what he's doing. We all know what he's doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he's trying. He's trying to look good. I get it, man. All right, brother. I appreciate your time as always. A couple one more before we get you out of here. Um. In terms of what do you think the ceiling is for Israel Adesanya? Man, I, you know, I watched him fight live on Fight Island last time. And it was and one of Paul the most Costa. impressive performances. Yeah, against Paulo Costa. And it was one of the most impressive performances I, I've ever seen. And his focus was insane. Like, you could see, like, from somebody who studies, you know, art and, uh, and I appreciate, you know, performances. Like, whether it's dancing, singing, or whatever, just masterful performances and that is up there with the best i've seen anybody do anything live mm-hmm. just a masterful performance and like you know like i can go all right you know let's watch like Jimi hendrix play the guitar and, and i put it up there with that you know what i'm saying like i put it up there with like a performance like that man just watching him do that was like was was sick man so to that. answer your question his ceiling is as high as he wants it to be as long as he stays inconvenient in his training yeah i i love these just i'm gonna start i'm gonna start using the inconvenient with your training i i love that that's such a, a good a good way of thinking not just of training just with anything you like make it inconvenient. like you have to work on it i i really, yeah. really like that um do you think he has a legitimate shot of beating john jones if they compete yeah i do i do he does yeah is it He's getting better. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you asked me last year, I'd say probably not, but he's getting better. Mm-hmm. So he does have a legitimate shot. Poof. Um, have we seen the last of Conor McGregor? No, Conor's not. You know, Conor's still a fighter at heart. Like, he still loves martial arts and he loves it because he don't have to fight now. He didn't have to fight Dustin. He's rich. They're I don't think rich. he's going to want to go out like that, man. I think that he's he just needs to find himself. Like, he's going through a lot of changes internally. And we're watching him troubleshoot his life. Right. That's what it is. We're watching him troubleshoot his life. And he's going through things. He's he's failing in front of us and he's allowing that to happen. But I think once he gets it back, he's going to he's going to still be able to do some good things. Nice. OK, good. I'm, I'm happy because, you know what, we we could all admit no matter what, how you feel about him, he's amazing for the sport. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think we all have to respect that aspect of it. Um, all right, last but certainly not least, brother, Den Thomas, what have you been working on? I've, I'm seeing you doing some movies. 
I, I mean, obviously, you know, you've been doing looking for a fight, and uh, and I know you and I every time we talk, we talk about improv and everything in comedy, bro. What you been working on, man? Uh, well, you know, right now I got this. Uh, we did a short film called The Brotherhood with me and Eve Edwards. Funny, <laughs> funny enough, but me, Eve Edwards, and and Rashad Evans are in it, so that should be done in, in a couple of months. So that'll be out. Dope. Yeah. Um, the Dean Diaries uh, that the UFC is producing for me did uh, just kind of follows yeah. me around doing dumps. Not well, not really dumb stuff, but. <laughs> Dumb, the dumb stuff is on looking for a fight. This is a little bit more educational. So I got the Dean Diaries. Then, you know, my radio show, I'm at, I'm at work right now in my ESPN West Palm Studios. So like, oh, that's um, sick. still well, doing the radio you, show. Man. And then um, I got, you know, Jillian Robertson has a fight coming up in on the 13th of February. Shorty's oh. still with Brave. So Shorty Torres is going to be fighting in Brave. So like, you know, I'm I'm staying busy, man. I'm, I'm going to keep, keep going. I just finished my bike ride. I did a bike ride for charity for men's. Uh, oh, men's no. mental health. I rode all Amazing. across the state of Florida uh, supporting a charity called Heads Up Guys. Um, That's amazing. That, yeah, that supports men's mental health. So I'm, I'm looking to do another ride soon before it gets too hot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, might, I might do Jacksonville to Miami or something. I don't know yet, but Ooh. I'm looking to do Ooh. another ride. Yeah. but um, That's amazing, bro. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you as always, man. That I, uh, Let everybody know where to find you, man. Where do they find a legend? And you can find me on all my social media apps at Dean Thomas. Dean spelled D-I-N Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. There it is, man. Well, Dean, man, thank you so much for joining me as always, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure. I always appreciate your time. Um, like I said, I always felt like you, you, you're you one of my guys in, in the industry, man. And I, and I really do appreciate you, my brother. So uh, much continued success. I can't wait to do this again, man. Thank you, man. Let's talk. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Take care. All right, man. Peace. All right, peace out. That is Din Thomas. Um, I'm telling you, man, that dude is a legend. So happy to have him on the show. So happy to be able to pick his brain. He is one of the best minds in the sport, but not only is he one of the best minds in the sport, he's one of the best people in the sport. He is always extremely gracious with his time. And just listen to what he's doing with, with charities and the way that he really empowers his athletes. I think is something that is extremely special. So I always appreciate having that man on the show, man. He's one of the good guys in the sport. And whatever you do, don't call him Eve Edwards. That's not who he is. That is not Thug Jitsu. That is <laughs> Dean Thomas, man. All right. Uh, but for everybody else, check this out, man. This has been episode 261 of the Greatest Combat Sports Coach Show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Check us out everywhere podcasting is available. Apple. Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, thefightpodcast.com. Listen, like, subscribe. You can catch us right there on the bottom, man. Share with your friends. Let everybody know about the show. We have more amazing episodes coming up for you guys on Friday. I haven't even announced this yet, but I'm telling you guys, watching right now live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, we have the legend coming on this upcoming this Friday um Burt Watson Burt Watson is joining us on the show so um that's going to be a lot of fun Burt Watson obviously with with the with UFC for 15 years has his own promotion he was also the manager of Smoking Joe Frazier dude is a legend I cannot wait to talk about some of it with him and some of his stories uh but check it out without that with, without further ado with that being said 
This is your boy, Serge Vicente of the Fight Podcast, the greatest combat sports and culture of the entire universe. This has been episode 261, our conversation with the legend, the renaissance man, Dean Thomas. Thank you guys for listening as always. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.